Fun fact, Toriyama based the design of 16 on his own mother-in-law. No, not really. I am the single greatest achievement of my creator, Dr. Shiro. Uh, as I should have known. You see, in his efforts to create a supreme fighting organism, Dr. Giro devised a means by which he could fuse the cells of the world's greatest fighters into one, and then cultivate that cell into a singular, invincible entity. Unfortunately for the good doctor, however, he soon realized that his project was far too complex to be completed during his lifetime. As such, he diverted his attention to more immediate pursuits. But only after he had broken his computer to finish the enormous task which he had begun. The computer worked tirelessly to complete the fusion of cells that had been gathered from the mightiest warriors ever to walk the earth. Warriors such as the Saiyan Nappa, the young but powerful Gohan. And of course, cells were gathered from you, Piccolo, so that your great strength and determination might also be harnessed for our purposes. Most notably, perhaps, the cells of Goku were incorporated into the design, as were those of the mighty Saiyan Prince Vegeta. Ultimately, the cells from these sources and others were formed into one, and although the traits of some were chosen by the computer to be more dominant than others in the final design, at least some element of each was retained. Now I understand. You learned the Kamehameha wave when you inherited Goku's cells. That's right. Goku's were not the last cells I would inherit, however. In a most fortunate turn of events, Frieza paid a brief visit to Earth. And although it seemed that he was mostly machine at the time, it was possible to extract a few of his remaining cells before he finally met his end at the hands of Trunks. Dirty little sand! Trunk cells would have been collected, but Dr. Giroux's computer had determined that there was already a sufficient collection of Saiyan powers within my makeup. So tell me this, how did Dr. Giroux get the cells? I don't recall seeing him or anyone suspicious around. There is a simple explanation. By now you must have learned of Dr. Giroux's tracking device. Huh? The tracking device is very small. Insect-like. Comparable to a common house fly. And we are back. Without further ado, let's get back on to the fight between Piccolo and this new enemy who is known as Cell. Dum-dum-dum. Alright, kicking off where we left off. <clears throat> Sensing that he has defeated Piccolo, the monster of Gingertown explains that he was created from the cells of the greatest warriors, including Goku, Piccolo, Piccolo, Vegeta, King Cold, and Frieza, as a project started by Dr. Giro and continued for 24 years by his computer. He pretty much shuts the lights off and leaves it going. <laughs> kind of like I leave my laptop overnight. Thus, he is known as Cell. Cell reveals that by absorbing Android 17 and 18, he will achieve his perfect form, and he will become the most powerful being in the universe. With the androids destroyed in his own timeline, 
he was forced to travel to our present using Trunks' time machine. Having learned Cell's identity and intentions during his distracting evil villain monologue, Piccolo regenerates his arms and prepares to attack. At this point, Trunks and Colin arrive, and Cell realizes he has no choice, no chance of winning. He actually starts retreating, which shocks the, the heroes, and he surprises everybody by using Tien's solar flare technique to blind them and then flees. Mm. Vegeta and Tien arrive, and Piccolo explains everything he's learned. Meanwhile, Cell heads north towards Nikki Town to absorb more people until his power exceeds that of the androids, and he's able to attack and ultimately absorb them. After Piccolo debriefs everybody on Cell's objectives, Vegeta states that he intends to develop a power that surpasses even that of a Super Saiyan. Without any proof that this is even possible, Trunks and Curlin go to Dr. Giroux's laboratory where they discover a set of blueprints. Well, actually, I'm sorry, to backpedal a little bit. Uh, Cell let them know about an underground basement, like basement chamber of the, of the laboratory. Right. Yeah. And that's where they go. They discover a set of blueprints for Android 17. And in hopes that the prints will allow Bulma to uncover a weakness in the androids, they take them before destroying the developing Cell. Because this is Cell at like, yeah, I guess he's like one of his very, very first forms. He's a... Uh, the initial stage, like the yeah, he's fetus. Like a little, he's like a small little fetus slash seed that's inside this growing. And you see the computer working. Yeah, it's it's, it's um our our hero's present time cell. Yeah, yeah. This so this is cell before his twenty four years of I guess gestation. Yes. Oh, and also yeah, to backfill even farther, he when he uses Trunks' time machine, he has to revert to a larvae form, and that is ultimately what he time traveled with, and then he spent the four years, the four intervening years, developing back to his current form. What a freak. <laughs> <laughs> They take the prince before destroying the developing cell and the rest of the laboratory. Trunks goes to find Vegeta to train while Krillin delivers the prince to Bulma. Several days go by, during which Piccolo and the others are unable to locate Cell. However, back at the Kame house, Chi-Chi and Masaroshi start hearing thunderous booms on the island and rush to the window to find a fully recovered Goku launching Kamehameha waves into the horizon. He's whooping that sea's ass. <laughs> the three share a joyous moment before Goku turns serious and state that if he's, he'd fare no better against the androids than Vegeta did. Also, like Vegeta, he states his goal of suppressing the level of Super Saiyan. Uh, with that, I was a little confused at this point, but I forgot that he says that he's been conscious and been able to hear what everybody said. Because I was kind of wondering how he's so up to speed. Right. Uh, it is, I think it's kind of serendipitous that both he and Vegeta had the same kind of idea. All right, we're going to surpass Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, I'll get in that a little farther. Yeah. Uh, with that, did you want to go ahead and get into a little bit uh, what you thought of this section? Um, what I thought about this section... Um... Oh, very good sauces, by the way. Um, <laughs> I really... It's, it's funny, these episodes, I mean, we were on such a high in the last episode, in the last podcast episode about, you know, what we watched in terms of, you know, the mystery of the other timeline, timeline, you know, basically Cell's background. With these episodes, I enjoyed, without getting too ahead of myself, I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed, uh, the, the beginning part with Cell's origin, and it's sort of like this part I liked, uh, the next two episodes I didn't like as much, and the very end I liked a lot. And this is a part that I, that I enjoyed um, quite a bit. So 
it's not it's sort of like you know one of those more uh expositional kinds of things where it's providing exposition but even though we're sort of explaining who this freak of nature cell is and you know where he comes from it's i'm still really digging the storyline that toriyama was putting out for us and um i like the fact that piccolo now that goku is sort of out of commission um until the very end and vegeta is shown to be you know not as strong as he'd like to be piccolo he piccolo makes a really cool protagonist i think that like uh I, we should have started this off as you know the piccolo show yeah <laughs> or piccolo the yeah he, he's definitely have given his time to shine doing this mm-hmm so, uh, and I think uh, consistently through these episodes, more than he's shown, been shown to uh, prior to this. Yeah, I think this he's, is, he's given more more time to shine. I guess this is this is sort of like uh, like 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 the best you know the best of, the best of Piccolo basically, and I think that he works really well with that. Um, where do we start? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I dug this, the explanation with Cell. I, I I think I forgot which uh, which emailer asked us this, but I like the basic. Uh, fact that he um is made up of all the z fighters cells i think that's actually a really brilliant way for a villain um especially since we kind of questioned the ability of dr Zero to make androids that were stronger than frieza but to make somebody who's using the cells of the other z fighters throughout the years makes perfect sense yeah i think it makes more sense yeah it, it it, yeah, more it's, sense, yeah it's more threatening and it's 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 logical too. I mean, you know, because he uh, and this this gets brought up later. He has the power to recover from any serious injury, like like the Saiyans do. He can regenerate, and he has all all their techniques. I mean, he says to Krillin, which Krillin, Krillin shows up. You know, Krillin's like, you know, oh, he did a command. Yeah, he, he did a command, man. What do you mean? So he's, he's like, like the command, man. He's like, that's right. I can do anything from Kaioken to Spirit Bomb. He's like, holy crap. <laughs> that's 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 horrible. So uh, that's really awesome. Um. I, I have a question for you. Like, do you think that like the re- revelation that he's an android is? I don't want to. I don't want to abuse this word, but like a bit redundant in that like it's sort of like related to. Did you enjoy the idea that like he was possibly something different than the androids, or does it him being uh, an android be, is it still interesting? To me, the android link is kind of tenuous. It just seems to kind of align him with Doctor Jero because he he is so far removed from what the other androids are. Right. That's why he doesn't look humanoid. He barely looks humanoid. Uh, he does look more alien, um, much more much more organic to an extent than like a typical android would. Right, right. Uh, so, on one hand, he has like, oh, it's another android, but it, it kind of fits in with you know with the themes of this. It's not just like we were developing Doctor Giro's threats and then it went off into the rails. It's it's like no, it's an extension of that. It's a it's kind of like the culmination of that. You know, first you have you know, hey, these two and uh, androids. No, those aren't the androids. These two androids, and then well, and sixteen. It's like, oh, where's it going? And this is like the natural crescendo of like that ride we've been on. That, that's the android saga to this point. Kind of like you know the man behind the curtain, or you know the next foe, the next foe. And we finally get here, and two or two or three episodes ago, I was probably thinking, hey, you know, these are going to be the guys. It's like, well, no, it keeps it keeps getting worse and worse, and the situation gets deteriorating for our heroes. And I liked it. I uh, really enjoyed it. I liked. Uh, I thought the. My, you know, villain mono, uh, monologue was well done. It served a purpose, um, mm-hmm. and it is unique enough. It kept me entertained, and I like that he even caught on. Like you were distracting me, and for Krillin to uh, regenerate, uh, for Piccolo to regenerate his arm, uh, I thought, Shell, yeah, Cell shown some intelligence with that. He caught on to that, and also he caught on that he would lose the fight, so he left. And I was like, oh, I did not expect that. I expected him to pull another. I don't want to defeat you now, this early. Uh, 
Yeah, it'd be too easy. Yeah, no, he's like, oh, I'd lose. <laughs> Just like <laughs> he said, I have no plan. I have my my programming, and that's it. Okay, yeah. So, so like, like as a villain, Cell's working for you. Oh yeah, definitely. He's uh, he seems like the most probably the most original villain I've seen so far, and also the most threatening, and probably the most original. You know, while he, yeah, he does have that. He did have that monologue moment, which is a cliche, but it serves its purpose. Yeah, I, I, it was necessary. It's not like you know, oh, there's a monologue that automatically sucks. It, it delivered, you know, what we were wondering. Um, what I find interesting about Cell, and this is what sort of gets lost in like the storytelling, but like he really is sort of like. Whereas Trunks was, you know, the Super Saiyan from the future, Cell, this isn't our present Cell. Like, this is a Cell from another timeline. Yeah, I found so, that yeah. really interesting. No, yeah, because Trunks sees him. I was wondering, is this one of Trunks' androids? This is not, this is not from, like, future Trunks. Like, the future Trunks from, oh, we're going into this very soon. But, like, okay. Um, oh, I'm, I forgot to mention in the synopsis. Yeah, he kills Trunks to, yes, uh, which kind of confused me. He kills Trunks to get to his time machine. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> um, we Obviously, have, it's for Trunks from another point in the future. We have th- uh, three timelines on our hands now. And we're going into this, I, I assure you. We have uh, timeline one, which is like, you know, our heroes, you know, Goku's still alive. This is the, this is the timeline with like, you know, androids uh, 19, 20, 17, 18, 16. These are the androids where uh, Goku is resting from his heart attack and Vegeta's still alive, being Super Saiyan. Like the present timeline that we know of that we're following our heroes, that's timeline one. Timeline two... Is from Future Trunks' timeline, who, um, in his timeline, everybody's dead, and he, he only has to deal with 17 and 18. This t- third timeline introduces Cell, who comes from this other timeline where Trunks apparently beat the androids, and was presumably going to tell the an- tell the other Z Fighters from the past about it. That's I have a hard time following this. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're in timeline A. Trunks, the original, first time Trunks came back, he was from timeline B. Yeah. So Trunks comes back to A, and in doing that, going back to B, he has changed that second timeline into the third timeline. I, like he, He's able to go back to the future and beat his androids, and at that point, Cell appears and kills him? Well, this is the thing. I mean, I'm not sure where this timeline comes from exactly. I don't know if, like, the Trunks... Because the, the Trunks... The Trunks from our timeline isn't exactly the Trunks that Cell kills. Because that's what it, I was thinking. I didn't. I didn't know if at some future point maybe Trunks would inevitably go back, go to the future to meet his demise. Like that's that's already set in stone. But if it's an alternate reality, it gives you some leeway. Well, it's interesting because like okay, like it's, it's really hard to kind of figure out because that Trunks beat his androids and like I, I mean they don't know for sure, but like Piccolo surmises he probably was going to come back in time because he asks, "Why did you come back to this timeline?" And Cell says, "I didn't." Trunks had preset the time machine, so this, I I just pushed a button to send it going. Yeah, there's there's no explanation as to why he did that. So yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. I mean like uh, in fact that that actually uh, I'm I'm not gonna say anything actually, but um, no, I mean like yeah, there's no, like Trunks, you know, you, you could you could assume he, yeah he was going obviously Cell didn't choose this time, but. For Trunks to, after he beat the androids, I, d- I don't know if maybe he was, you could surmise he's going back in time to let the Z Fighters know how to defeat them earlier? Well, put, put it this way, like, like maybe, okay, he gives, that, that, that Trunks from the third timeline gives Goku the medicine, goes back in his timeline, beats the androids somehow, and then that Trunks from that third timeline goes to tell the tell the Z fighters about it and he's he is hijacked by it so because yeah cell this this form of cell this fully formed you know fighter form of cell is from trunks's timeline because he has to he has to be he has to grow for 24 years 
And Trunks comes, future Trunks comes from 24 years in the future. Like, like so where, where I wonder where Cell was in the first timeline. Uh, oh, I, I mean, I, I mean like, like, future, like our future Trunks timeline. Yeah, the original timeline where Goku had died. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good point because like he just... Now, now, maybe that could have been before the 24 years before he was fully formed. Well, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, like, uh, he's not, he didn't show up before then. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have, but he's not shown up to be a factor. Um, this, this gets, this gets a little bit elaborated on, like, like, in terms of, like, you know, where Trunks' cell is. But in terms of, like, this third, this third timeline to me, it's not so confusing that it just destroys the, 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 the saga for me. But I don't know where this came from in terms, in terms of, like, you know, just, like, kind of figuring it out. I don't know where exactly, like, it's, to me, this is the point where I just say, you know, these are so much timelines that they are like alternate realities almost because yeah. Now I'm just, yeah, I just wonder if it, is there like a diverging point like yeah could could Trunks conceivably go back to his own timeline now or just going into the future would go to the timeline that that Cell came from right is it does I'm just wondering does one timeline take uh take precedence over the other hmm. This, this is something I kind of figured out, like, not figured out, but, like, you know, kind of, here's a question, okay. So, Piccolo figures that Trunks is going to come back and tell everybody he beat the androids. But the time machine came back a full year before our Trunks, our future Trunks came to kill Frieza and King Cold. So, Trunks was going to come back in time to tell the Z Fighters that he beat androids, which they, at that point, wouldn't even know about, and they wouldn't even know who he was. Hmm. So like the timeline itself, like like the time machine itself, would have gone back too far back in time. Yeah, he would have had to wait a year, or yeah, at least, no, yeah, well, at least a year, roughly. Yeah, that, that part doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that would be like a like a Back to the Future moment. Trunks leaves. Trunks comes back. Hey, I let you guys know you just yeah. left, dude. You know? Just just like in the second one, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love time travel. I love these aspects of sci-fi. It's yeah, it, it is brain twisting, you know, but uh. It, it it's not so bad. It's not so bad that like like it just doesn't work. It doesn't unravel on itself because I hate stories that do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's contingent upon that much of the time travel aspect. Yeah, this this isn't like you know like 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 we can we can wonder where a third line timeline came from, but this isn't like you know there should there sh- this this shouldn't have happened or this, this, this yeah it doesn't break the, the story yeah yeah. I mean, we're learning about Cell, and because there is a timeline where I mean, because like, okay, the the fact of it is matter. The fact of the matter is that like, there is a timeline where Trunks beats the androids. Our future Trunks hasn't beat the androids yet, so there is a timeline where that exists, which is independent of the other timelines. So that does explain a Cell that can come back to time. Um, I also question if if Trunks beat the androids, how could Cell beat Trunks? Because this is this because this cell at least at this point we'll, we'll talk about it later on is weaker than the androids. Yeah, because like he he is weaker than Piccolo, and we know how how strong Piccolo is in comparison to the androids later on. So how could that Trunks be beaten so easily? Because we actually see a bit of a flashback where that that cell. Well, uh, out. you could surmise maybe maybe this was directly after Trunks had fought the androids. He was a uh, weakened, snuck attack, things like that. I guess you could say. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's not a total. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is kind of like a, a you know, wait a one is two. How, wait, how do how do we get four? You know. Yeah, this is. I think I think we just confused the hell out of our listeners, but this, this like, is what is going on? Daniel, read you know, email in, email in, and correct us. For real, help us fix this problem. Science fiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What has science done to Dragon Ball Z? I um, only have a uh, let's see, two, two, yeah. Well, no, no, uh, three. 
like real notes were written down for this section. I had one, but I was out of order. Uh, this is the third time Piccolo's lost a limb so far. <laughs> uh, Counting oh. his ears. Okay, well, yeah, if we're going to count the the, uh, the movies. Um, okay, name them for me, because I know the first time was obviously Raditz. First time was Raditz. Second time was Ears. Third time would be this time. Okay. Or yeah, maybe a... he's done it before. I don't know. He did do it in, in, when he was fighting Goku in the third tournament in Dragon Ball. Um, oh, so, yeah, so it's it's been established before that. Yeah, like that, that was the first time we saw him do that, actually. Like, like, like the first time, when we see him do it against the Raditz fight, that was the second time. Uh, it was actually really cool, because in that, in that, in that fight scene... Uh, Piccolo, like, like he, he basically gets blasted, and he can't use his arm, and Goku says, like, you can't use your arm, give up, and Piccolo, like, like laughs. He takes his arm, which is, like, limp and everything, and just, like, yanks it off, and every, and everybody from Goku to Chi-Chi to, like, like Bulma and, like, my church are like, you know, WGF, and then that's when he, uh, regrows it back. It's actually a really violent scene. Ooh. But, um... Yeah, because he, he does that in this one, he just rips it off, and it's like, I mean, you kind of see it coming, but it's like, ooh. Because it's, he has his arm on there, it's just, uh, very it's really useless. Yeah, actually, I think I think during the Namek saga, he lost his maybe lost his arm. I don't. Know. Um, Nail did. That's right, Nail did. Yeah, yeah. Who looks exactly like him? Yeah. <laughs> not to be not to be racist against Americans, but he did just like Piccolo. <laughs> but uh, Nail did, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think technically this is like the if you want to be strict about it, you know, the third time for Piccolo, fourth time if you're counting the ears. It's one of those, you know, how come no one decides to take off Goku's arm? It's like, no, take off the guy who can regenerate it. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, that and. So according to Krillin, the soul of Flair really isn't all that unique at all, and he just kind of blasts Tien. Like, yeah, we can all do that. <laughs> well, he's like, both both Goku and I can do that. I was like, oh wow. Just, like, oh, it's it's not that big of a deal. I mean, God, I mean, Tien's move, yeah, whatever. I can do that. Me, Krillin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, in fairness, that's true. But at the same time, I mean, anybody can do the Kamehameha. Gohan can do it. Uh, Yamcha can do it, Krill can do it. Hell, Tien did it once in Dragon Ball. So it's like, when they say, like, you know, like, that's Goku's move. Well, really, it's, 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 it is, but, like, Goku didn't come up with it. It's not, like, on only, Goku only move. So. So, yeah, it's the Master Roshi taught it to him, correct? Yeah, Master Roshi did. Yeah, it's, it's Master Roshi's original move. Yeah, he, he's the one who created it, right? Yeah, like, like it's, it's the, uh, the, the turtle wave. So, I mean, that's, that's, so, like, you know, when, when you say he did the Kamehameha, and then, like, you say, uh, how did he do the Silver Flare? Oh well, it's different because the Solar Flare is Tien's move, which anybody can do. Like, like that explains the Kamehameha too. So it's like, uh, here's here's one thing that like I think the dub kind of confused for me is that like the idea that like originally, Doctor Zero only took the cells of Goku, uh, Frieza, Vegeta, Piccolo, and King Cold, as opposed to just taking the cells from everybody. Like, like because like, in the original dub they said like you know, ah, he took the cells of Nappa and Gohan and other people. Yeah, I got the in uh impression that, that that was like just the few they named right uh, among others because it'd be like well why wouldn't you you know if, if they're all there well exactly because if, if, he, if he really did spy on them from their battles since the red ribbon saga which is we're talking about you know like, like two world tournaments involving piccolo and tien um the saiyan fight obviously like ever since then like there were so many other fights where like the other fighters have played huge into it so like it's it's because like there's there's one of the covers in the manga which shows like you know Cell and there's like images of Goku Vegeta Krillin no no Goku Vegeta Piccolo King Cold and Frieza so it's, those are like you know the main factors in it but to me it's like it's hard for me to imagine why Jiro wouldn't take Tien cells or Krillin cells or Yang. I mean like honestly it is because there there have been times where those characters have been shown to be incredibly powerful like uh I mean going back to Dragon Ball again we've been doing that a lot tonight but like when uh we first see like you know 
Piccolo, like the actual like you know Dragon Ball Z Piccolo in the World Tournament. He fights. He gets a match against Krillin, and Krillin initially looks like looking really cool in it. Like he actually shows he can fly, and you know it's really powerful. And it's actually for a small tiny bit going toe to toe with Piccolo. So I can't imagine uh, Doctor Joe not wanting any of Piccolo or any of Krillin's cells at that point. Hey, I'll get more into Krillin looking cool uh, shortly. Oh yes. Oh, uh, also. Well, there's there's another another point I can bring up is that like, uh, Cell specifically says that that um, Frieza and King Cole's cells were obviously obviously they're taken when they were on Earth because they didn't go. In there. Oh yeah, 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 I did like that. Um, I thought that was kind of a maybe introducing a plot point earlier and having an aha moment. Hey, I can make them more powerful by this because it was like if you know if Fre- obviously if Frieza and King Cole were not on Earth. Uh, it'd be the same predicament as the other two androids. Yeah, who are they? Yeah, th- that they the, those androids are only as powerful as before. Go like only able to study Goku before he before he left for Namek. So having him on there, it was like, oh, he even got you know he even got Frieza's DNA. Dum dum dum. Well, that, 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 that's, that's like a big. He must have been like, holy crap, I got Frieza. This is awesome. This is like a bargain. <laughs> yeah. And King Cole. And since like chunks slice him in half, there's a lot to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, then he like chopped him to bits and blew him up. Uh, and uh, I liked, oh, I like the scene where Vegeta arrives and Piccolo's uh, kind of explaining what's going on, and Vegeta craps himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that he, he's just kind of standing there wide-eyed. Oh. But he says, he says, oh yeah, he has. I think he says he has Frieza's agenda or something similar. And you just hear, <laughs> you hear. Vegeta pipe. Up. Oh no, yeah, he has Frieza agenda. Vegeta, Vegeta pipes up and mine. Don't forget. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, we. You're evil. You remember? It's like pattern your head, Vegeta. You're bad. Uh, he's such a bitch in this episode. Because like you know, I I'm still here. I'm out of two guys. I'm 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 the Super Saiyan, of course. And it's like, yeah, all right. Now Piccolo, what shall we do? It's like him and Piccolo are trying to one up each other. No, I'm eviler. Yeah. No. Well, he's totally, like, under Piccolo's heel at this point, because, like, Piccolo's powering up saying, like, you know, Roar! I should never have allowed Cell to escape! And, like, Vegeta's, like, freaking out, like, you know, Namek! Yeah, he's like, that can't be the Namekian. Right. Uh, it's, 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 it's actually really fun to see, like, because Vegeta has... Vegeta can't do crap to him. It's just, it's yeah, I love seeing, you know, Piccolo being the bigger threat. Everybody being kind of, hey, let's stand back a little bit from him. Like Piccolo's the most, at this point, and then we're talking, Piccolo's the most powerful person on the entire planet. Stronger than Goku, stronger than the androids. Yeah, stronger. Yeah, stronger than Cell. Also, so yeah, that's at this point. Yeah, so like. Uh, and I love how they illustrate that. You know, he when he, I think Krillin later on says, "I saw a sample of it on, you know, in Ginger Town." When yeah. He just gets angry and just powers up and blows everything away. It's like whoa. Yeah, like later later on during the fight between 18, 17, I think Yamcha says, "Like, whoa, is this a Piccolo?" He's like, "Oh, this is nothing. You should see him when he's, <laughs> you should see him when he when he fails to keep somebody to kill him." Um. Uh. I, the next point I have is probably the, my favorite part of this. Uh, these two episodes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chi Chi is sane during these. Mm. I love this Be, uh, because she goes up to Goku, Goku's um, like in the, in the Goku's attic. room. Uh, yeah, and she he's missing. She sees him. Uh, she's standing out the window and sees him. She jumps out of the house to run to her husband and is overjoyed that he's okay. Yeah, uh, and also Master Roshi does, attempts to do the same, but she, uh, you know, he picks her up and twirls her around in his arms and has a comical moment where he like throws her in the atmosphere. But I'm like, wow, this is a an actual 
nice moment between husband and wife, and she's acting sane, yeah. For once. <laughs> For once, yeah. And also, you know, when he, when he goes on about, I got to fight again, she, she doesn't immediately bite his head off. Uh, and they get into it a little more later on, but, yeah, I'm like, wow. I, I don't know if maybe Toriyama saw kind of the, the cliched way he was writing her before or kind of realized it's a little overbearing. Let's dial it back a little bit. Hmm. That's a, that's a good point. Because, yeah, it does seem like a like a a turn to how she normally did. And I think Mashal Roshi even says, you know, oh, I expected Chi-Chi to, like, blow up. Because <laughs> he's trying to escape and pulls off the, you know, the doorknobs. <laughs> well, um, I think this actually, like, and we'll get, we'll get to more. There's actually a lot later on with Chi-Chi. But uh, this is actually my favorite bits of Chi-Chi in the series because she does kind of, like, soften a bit in, uh, during this timeline. Probably the threat of having her husband die of a heart attack. <laughs> and also, yeah, I think I skipped over skipped over in my synopsis. Prior to that, uh, you know, Goku awakening, you saw Gohan doing the same thing on the oh, yeah yeah uh, at the Kame House, attempting to. Uh, I mean, he was you know he's succeeding, blowing back some of the waves. Of course, Goku gets over there and just kills that ocean good. But. <laughs> yeah. So no. it's it's a good it's a good little scene, you know, of a father in comparison to son, you know. Yeah, I don't I didn't think about that, but that's that's a that is a good uh, connection there. Absolutely. Um I'm trying I to remember uh, not to interrupt you. No, it's fine. Uh, um at at this point does he teleport away or is that at the beginning of the next episode? Uh, this one come? ends with him saying I will surpass the super saiyan that's and then, like the next one starts with him putting his clothes back on. Cool. So I'll hit that up in a, in a little bit. I want to go back to like the the point where Cell said um, they gathered the cells from Frieza and King Cold, and they says you know Trunk cells would have been absorbed, but by that point Doctor Zero had maintained that he had enough Saiyan DNA to to incorporate in my uh, cellular structure. Um, okay, so Doctor Zero <laughs> says you know we don't need Trunks the Super Saiyan. We 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 only need Frieza and King Cold. Okay, why does he know who Trunks is and what Super Saiyans are when when he's up against them in the beginning? Yeah, I didn't think of that. No, uh, he said it, and I'm like, oh, well, he met Trunks in the future. And I was like, wait, 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 no, he's dead in the future. I actually didn't think about that until like until like uh, earlier today when I was kind of going over things. So I was like, wait a minute. Because, uh, yeah, I thought of it while I was watching it, and then it just like completely forgotten until now. Because Cell, Cell knows who Trunks is. He, yeah, yeah, he I knows mean, beforehand, yeah. I guess, yeah. You right. you surmise that he knows him even before. He knows him when he's fighting Frieza and King Cold. He already he's already aware of who he is. Well, okay, again, again, this is the future. This is future Cell, technically. So like, but he has. I mean, he, he knows who Trunks is. He knows who, who he's killing when he's stealing the time machine because he's been there for twenty years. But at the time, he knows who cells belong to him. He knows who's, who was at that fight. You know, there's yeah, information. Yeah. While in he that. was still gestating, he knows who that. Is. He's already aware of that person. That and I don't. Huh? I'm 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 well. I'm just trying to remember. Like, I'm trying to think if there's any way how that makes sense. Yeah. That like. Because, like, you know, Dr. Joe says Super Saiyan when Goku transforms to Super Saiyan. And then when Trunks shows up, he says, now, who was he? And... Yeah, that was the very first time Trunks appeared, so I don't know. Well, okay, okay actually, actually, actually let's, th- let's think about this again. Because, again, yeah. this is a cell from a different timeline. Ideal, I, and he, he even says later on, you know, oh, Goku's still alive? This timeline's different. So, so maybe in his timeline, Dr. Jiro... Survived longer? Well, no, actually, maybe it's timeline Dr. Because remember, Dr. Jiro was supposed to be killed by the androids, like, uh, earlier. Like, he wasn't supposed to be turned into his androids. So maybe, 
I'm, I'm starting to confuse myself because like our Doctor Zero d- didn't know the Saiyans didn't know, didn't know uh, who Trunks was, and yet we saw that like our present uh, uh, cell was being created. So uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard. Uh, why why didn't he know who he was? <laughs> if Cell does, you know, it's just confusing. Hmm. Maybe a slip up. I mean, if anybody can uh, can come up with an idea. Or come up with a theory on how that may work. Email us and let us know. Yeah, uh, I yeah. <laughs> it's just I mean it's a slip up. It's, it's not like you know like it ruins everything. It's it's a bit of a plot hole, but like uh, whatever. Um, I I do like that scene. That like I, I I like the fact that they didn't. I mean, if he had Trunks' DNA, ideally he'd probably be stronger. But yeah, I don't imagine being any weaker. I mean, it seems like it'd be a benefit. Well, it's, it's not only that, but like they say, like, they may. He made it sound like, you know, they actively decided not to get any Trunks' DNA. And maybe, I don't know, fingerprints or hair samples or whatever, but, like, Trunks was not injured during that fight at all. So how, how Yeah, he didn't have to try. Yeah, exactly. Like, he, he was fine. Like, you know, during the Saiyan saga, yeah, every single person was messed up. <laughs> but um, DNA that, all over the place. Yeah, exactly. As far as I could see. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with Chaosu. <laughs> 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 hey! But, um... I mean, you know, people losing their hands and bleeding everywhere. But like, I mean, with Trunks, yeah, you're kind of stuck there, so whatever. But I me, mean, but eh, whatever. It's probably just an interesting, an added bit. Uh, I, I think that's all I, I have. There's this, this, this kind of gets a, a bit. I'm not gonna say padded. I don't think it's padded, but like, it gets, it gets a bit. Uh, it kind the the, the storyline kind of like uh progresses at an interesting pace until you know the big stuff happens. I so. think yeah, I think some of the action takes a dial back in these. Next, maybe two two episodes, mm-hmm. so, and then and then I th- I think it more than picks up though in the towards the last two we're gonna review. Oh yes, so we are leaving off with uh, Goku's finally awake. He's been out for a while, but now he's back. What's going to happen? Uh, find out next time after this commercial break. The Bronze Age of Comics, an era largely ignored as far as Superman goes, and an era that some consider to still be part of the Silver Age. Sure, a lot of people know about the Kryptonite Nevermore storyline, where all the Kryptonite on Earth is turned to iron and Clark Kent goes from a newspaper reporter to a TV reporter. Then there are the Alan Moore stories, for the man who has everything and whatever happens to the man of tomorrow. But in an era that lasted 15 years, surely there's more to the Bronze Age than that, right? Well, my name is Charlie Niemeyer, and every other week, I shine the spotlight on this long-overlooked era of Superman in the Bronze Age. Featuring such stories as the return of Jonathan Kent, two meetings with the Amazing Spider-Man, the Phantom Zone miniseries, the enlarging of Krypton, and more. Plus, J. David Weider also joins in to take a look at Superboy's Bronze Age adventures. So join in the fun at www.supermanandthebronzeage.com and www.supermanpodcastnetwork.com. What a horrible energy! Cell must have powered up! Piccolo must be flipping out! I'm flipping out! Oh dear! I, I think I overdid it on the coffee, guys! I didn't have any, and I'm still about to jump out of my skin! Man, this just isn't natural! It's driving me nuts, hanging out here in the bleachers while the fight's going on! Yeah, you said it! This is nuts! There must be something we can do! I appreciate that you're both eager to help, guys, but I think our best bet is staying put until Bulma gets over here with her new remote control. Right. Uh. 
Can't you guys fly faster than Bulma can get here in her jet? One of you guys could save time by flying huh? out to meet Bulma and bringing the remote back. You're right. Of course I'm right. You can solve problems without your fists, you know. You should write that one down, Chi-Chi. Now, if you'll excuse me, Einstein, I'm gonna go meet Bulma. Good luck, Krillin! I can't take this anymore! Uh, huh? I'm not sure if I can help or not, but I'll never find out here! Uh, 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 no! Don't do it! Darn it! Doesn't anyone listen? Their heads are too thick! Oh, poopy. What am I talking about? My goodness. If I was in his shoes, I would have probably done the same thing. My gosh, it seems like yesterday when I was just like them. I was considered the strongest in the world back then. Now, I'd do anything just to be able to help out again. all need you and we are back with part two of tonight's episode today's episode whenever you're listening to this <laughs> during this the episode. timeline <laughs> yeah uh, still we're still in the same timeline so no worries there nobody we're not yet aware of has killed us uh, but there's always still time <laughs> <laughs> why look who's behind me right now <laughs> no um, i know who that is so uh so Goku's awake now, and he's telling Master Roshi and Chi-Chi as he's putting on his clothes, you know, I must surpass the Super Saiyan. And I know Vegeta's th thinking the same thing. Um, so I, I just I just need about a year's worth of training. That should do it. Master Roshi says, "What? A year? We don't have a year. Cell's running around. The androids are running around. We don't, we don't have any time. But uh, Goku says, "Al contraire, Roshi frere. There's a place where you get a, a whole year's worth of training in a single day. Um... So, before he says any more, he says, Oh, Chi-Chi, I'm going to take Gohan with me, if that's okay with you. And she says, The hell it is, is what I'd usually say. But in this case, I know there's no chance of stopping you. Just, you know, know this. I'll let him fight with you one last time. But after this, he will become a scholar. And you, you're getting a job. <laughs> so, um, they actually kind of smile. And uh, would you know it, they actually do kiss in the anime. Would it's a nice me? moment, honestly. The, uh, she's she says that yeah, you're gonna help me help me with chores around the house, and he's like, okay. It really is like like a shockingly sweet moment between <laughs> husband and wife. Um, so after that bit of romance, uh, that unexpected bit of with romance, that creeper, Mister Roshi, looking on. Oh, uh, yeah, especially him. Goku uh, disappears with his instant transmission, his teleportation technique, and um, we, we we neglected to mention that at, at this point. Uh, the Z Fighters were watching on television, selling his rampage, and uh, Yamcha said, to the Batmobile, and they figured that th if they jump in a helicopter and fly without, you know, actively flying with their own uh, energy, Cell won't sense them, they can actually get the drop on him. So, they're going rather slowly <laughs> in this helicopter. Um, all the Z Fighters there, you know, except for Vegeta and Trunks. And, um, Goku teleports there after sensing where Gohan is. Uh, Krillin's so, so happy that he, you know, breaks Goku through the wall. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, good time is had by all. Uh, Goku says, "Greetings, Kamikolo," and uh, Piccolo says, "Don't combine the names. Just call me Piccolo. It's fine." Yeah, Kamikolo. So, I love that. I love that moment. <laughs> so he's like uh, extra happy to see him too. So Goku takes Gohan and says, "You know, come on, Gohan. We're we're gonna you know 
increase our, our abilities as Saiyans. But you guys still try to f- track down Cell before he gets too much too stronger. So, uh, so Goku senses where Trunks is. And he uh, teleports right behind Trunks. Trunks says that he's been uh, the past three days. He's just been watching Vegeta stare at outer space, not acknowledging him and not doing anything. But Goku says he's a genius. He's trying to figure out how to surpass the level of Super Saiyan. So, uh, Goku leads Gohan with Trunks and, and walks up behind Vegeta at this cliff. Vegeta says, Kakarot, do what do I owe this displeasure? And Goku says, calm down, I'm not here to argue. There's this place where you can train a year's worth of time in a day. Are you interested? We could try to surpass the Super Saiyan. And, uh, Vegeta's like, you know, train with you, don't make me sick. He says, no, 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 you'll have to train with Trunks because we're short on time, but, you know, don't worry about me. So Vegeta says he's intrigued. The four teleport to uh, Kami's tower, where Mr. Popo is, where this um, where this uh, time station is being uh, uh, is where it is basically, um, and it's called the hyperbolic time chamber in the dub. Although in the original title for it is the room of spirit and time, we just call it the time chamber for short because it has a time in both names. So um, uh, Vegeta and Trunks go in there first, and the idea is for them to train within a day because they'll get a year's worth of time. Uh, years worth of training done. So uh, they 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 tell Trunks good luck because he's with Vegeta for that entire time. And as they enter, Trunks makes note that you know at first it looks like, you know a really ritzy sort of like hotel area with you know plenty of food and nice furniture. But then they walk further out and um, there's nothing. There's nothing at all. And when I mean nothing, I mean it's a completely blank, white, empty space. There is a uh, bigger on the inside also. Hey, well done. <laughs> well done with the Doctor Who reference. I don't even watch Doctor Who, but I mean, that's <laughs> the best description I can give. I know, that was, that was, that was even more impressive. Yeah. It's bigger on the inside. And then Matt Smith showed up and said, of course. Um, Trunks notes that, you know, it, it's hotter. The, uh, the, the temperature's uh, really hot in there. And the air is thin. And the gravity's heavy. A whole year, a whole year in here will be driven insane. So Vegeta naturally says, yes, it's perfect. <laughs> Oh, you're the dad in this room? I'll go crazy. How are we going to manage this? So uh, that sucks for Chunks. Um, days go by. The Z fighters, including uh, Tien, Yamcha, Krillin, and Piccolo, typically don't run into Cell. There is a scene uh, where Krillin does rescue a mother and her child from Cell, which actually is pretty fun because he does have a bit of a skirmish with him. But uh, Cell gets the upper hand, and before Cell can absorb Krillin's bald head, Tien and Piccolo come to the rescue and save him just in time because Cell will be outnumbered at that point. So, um, more days go by. We see the androids ransack Goku and Chi-Chi's house. Android 18 has actually stolen some of Chi-Chi's clothes, <laughs> which is awesome. So they say, you know, we, we saw, you know, um, some study books, a lot of fish, and a purple dragon, but no sign that they were ever here. So They mentioned the purple dragon? No, they don't. It's in the Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? How did I miss that? <laughs> They're gone, damn it. So, um... So That's Donovan's him. version. His cut, they kill the purple dragon. And they eat him, too. <laughs> Violently. Like, 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 H.E. comes out, like, licking her fingers. Donovan's <laughs> 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 like, yes. Kill him more. So, um, they ask 16, okay, we're, okay, he's not in his own house. Where could he be? So, uh, 16 says, well, he could either be at Capsule Corp, you know, Bulma's place, or he could be at the Kami Island, at Kami House, or with Master Roshi. Master Roshi's island is closer here, so we'll, we'll fly there. So he's like, finally, we'll fly up and take this stupid pink truck. So they eventually get to Kami House, where uh, Piccolo is watching television, you know, gurring and saying, Grr, Cell, I hate you. Uh, you know, looks outside the window, and Seventeen's like, hey, can Goku come out and play? So uh, he slaps Yamcha, Tien, and, and Krillin's heads awake because they're sleeping on a little cot, saying, wake up, visitors from hell. 
Krillin's like, you know, oh, the androids. I was just thinking about her. I mean, uh, dreaming about them. I mean, uh, what? The androids are here? So they run out. Um, uh, Seventeen Ooh. says, we know that he's not there now, so you mind telling us where he is? Uh, Piccolo says, hell no. And um, he says, let's, let's fly up to another area so we can fight this out. Uh, you got, you, the rest of you humans stay here. You should know by now that you can't stand a chance and there's no point you showing up. Do you got that, TN? So, so uh, they fly away. And um, a battle is about to ensue. Uh, Krillin assures Tien and uh, Yamcha that he's a lot, Piccolo's a lot stronger by this point because he's fused with Kami. So uh, Piccolo is really in a fighting mode. He takes off his weighted clothing, powers up. While Seventeen says, I don't understand why you're so eager to fight me. You know what happened last time. And while Piccolo charges up and huge power is being, uh, you know, displayed, seven, uh, Sixteen Sensor says, Stop! That's not Piccolo! Seventeen's like, Yeah, what? And gets elbowed on the neck. So um, Piccolo starts to beat the crap out of him, and a fight ensues. At one point, Piccolo uh, has him in his sights and blows up part of the island, but um, Seventeen has managed to dodge it, and he's in the air. Gohan and Goku sense that there's a fight going on because they sense a strong power level, but nobody else, and they figure that he's against uh, the androids. At this point, Gohan wants to fight, but Goku says, Stop, we're going to get in his way. We're not strong enough. Um, so the fight continues. At one point, Piccolo shoots a bunch of energy blasts into the sky, and at first, it just looks like he's intentionally uh, missing Android 17. And all these energy balls surround him. And uh, Piccolo says, I have you now. And they all just hit him at the same time. So that seemingly kills Android 17. Or does it? Because as you, would you believe it, he has a force field. Um, because he's a robot, I guess. Or a cyborg. So um, Android 17 says, okay, I don't want to destroy this part of the island. So why don't we go over there? There's a nice cool volcano. Um, because of this display of power, including, you know, the energy attack and the force field, uh, Cell, who's at another part of town, I forgot which city he's in, he's inside of a building, says, Aha! Piccolo must be fighting against one of the androids! There they are! At this point, I can finally absorb them! I found them at last! <laughs> so he flies away. Piccolo and Seventeen continue their battle, and at this point, it actually gets really, really violent, because they, they uh, have a hand-to-hand -hand fight on the ground, and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> Oh, it's it's epically horrible. It's really good. Um, at one point, uh, they just they just have a standstill. They're both kind of bleeding and a little bit roughed up. And Piccolo's taking deep breaths. And Seventeen says, "Yeah, that's right. Keep on breathing. Note that while your energy's being run out, mine stays on forever and ever." Um, Piccolo says, "Yeah, but you can't hit worth a damn. You might be fast, but I have I have the strength advantage." He looks he looks around, sees Cell, and starts freaking out. He says, "Oh no, it's Cell!" So Cell has finally arrived. Um, Krillin has since that as well. And um, at that point, I think Chi-Chi says Bulma had called saying that she had developed a plan uh, to defeat the androids. Because of the plans they they gotten from uh, the bunker, she had figured out to, to uh, build a uh, self-destruct device for Android 17. So press that button and the androids will deactivate. Um, so she said she's going to fly over right now, but it's going to take too long. Uh, Krillin, I think Chi-Chi also tells Krillin, why don't you just fly over there, meet her halfway, it'll be, it'll be faster. So Krillin uh, decides to do that. Tien says, you know what, I'm tired of standing around here. I, I, I don't care how weak I am, I'm going to help out no matter what, and flies away. Master Roshi desperately calls for him to come back, but it doesn't happen. And Roshi says, I can't believe these, these times. There was a time when I used to be the strongest person in the world. Now, I just do anything to help. So that's rather depressing. <laughs> um, so Cell... Uh, powers up with the evil souls of all the people he's killed. And it's really actually kind of spooky. And then Piccolo is shaking in his boots. He's just so still. He's so 
kind of, you know, shaken by the power that Cell's displayed. Cell walks towards Piccolo, not even facing him, saying, this is your only warning, Piccolo. Stay out of my way. And um, at this point, 18 and 17 are like, you know, who are you? What, what is this thing? You're, you're interrupting my fight, you know. So Piccolo knows they don't know who this guy is, which is kind of dickish for Dr. Zero, <laughs> on Dr. Zero's part. Um, uh, Piccolo warns that, you know, 17 is here to kill you and 18 and absorb you. 17 says, that's impossible. I am the strongest person in the world, of course. And so he wants to engage in a fight. 16 actually speaks up and saying, no, 17, do not engage. This creature is beyond any of you. Do not fight him. Repeat, don't fight him. And uh, at that point, Cell charges 17 and knocks him down. And is about to absorb him with his tail when Piccolo comes to the rescue and kicks him away. So Piccolo and 17 try to engage in Cell in a fight, but Cell is way too strong and starts to beat up uh, 17. Piccolo tries to help, but Cell just like knocks him in one punch. And Piccolo holds his face saying, oh god, the pain. So uh, he uh, takes his stance, uh, squares his shoulders, and starts charging, charging for his, his ultimate attack. So he charges up, puts his fingers together, has Cell dead in his sights, and says, now Cell, die! And uh, shoots his hands in front of him, shooting off an entire, like, you know, a whole island's worth of energy. Uh <laughs> 17 says, oh shit, and runs away because he would have been killed in the blast. And half of the island is engulfed in this huge uh, energy of power. At this point, uh, Tien has arrived, watching from the sidelines and saying, you know, if this doesn't kill Cell, nothing will. And uh, he's right, because Cell is 100% fine. He's completely undamaged and just walks out of the ocean. Piccolo is stunned. His energy is gone. And as uh, Cell walks towards him, he says... Okay, that didn't work. 17, run! And Cell knocks him out in one punch, breaking his neck. Um, Tien does nothing to stop this. And uh, uh, Cell uh, picks up the unconscious Piccolo by this point, saying... He just watches. <laughs> Ball guys apparently don't stick together. He says, you know, Tisk, 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 Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could absorb you, but as it happens, I already have enough of your essence in my cellular makeup. You can't stop me from the absorbing androids, and you couldn't defeat Android 18. Piccolo, you're fired. And <laughs> blows a hole in Piccolo's chest, uh, essentially killing him. So uh, 17's like, oh my god, this is horrifying. And, and uh, at this point, both Goku and Gohan back at the lookout sense that Piccolo's energy is gone. Gohan freaks out and desperately tries to run to, to save him, but Goku, knowing that Gohan would be killed, holds him back, and Gohan just cries and cries because he's, he's experienced this before. And at one point, Gohan even like defies him again, saying, no, I, I got to help him. Then Goku actually is resorting to punching Gohan down, saying, you can't do anything. We have to stay here. You got that? And then Mr. Popo tries to go, Gohan, you know, understand that your father is feeling as much pain as you are. And we see Goku's really upset. Like, Vegeta, where are you? It's been a day. Have you not been able to pass the Super Saiyan? So uh, Piccolo's body is chucked into the ocean like, oh, so much fish. And um, Cell says, well, it looks like Piccolo won't be joining us for this party. Now about that absorption. So, uh, 16 says, run, you two. Run right now. Um, I'll stay and fight Cell. And 18 says, no, wait, are you crazy? You'll be killed if 17 can't beat him. And, uh, 16 says, actually, by my calculations, my power should be equal to Cell. What? Okay. So, um, he walks away saying, I enjoyed you two. You, you two didn't kill. It was fun hanging out with you. We should do it again sometime, should I survive this. So, uh, while 17's getting the hell beat out of him, <laughs> um... Uh, 
and he's actually right about to be absorbed. The 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 little needle on Cell's tail in, uh, enlarges to this this big sort of like graphic looking hole, which I don't, I won't describe any further because that's actually really gross. Yeah. I, I, use your imagination if you've not seen it. So um, while he's la- e- evilly laughing, sixteen Conley puts his hand on his shoulder and punches him to the ground. So, a fight ensues between them. At one point, Sixteen has the advantage and has Cell on the ground, puts his boot on Cell's body, and yanks off his tail. So, the tail is ripped off, but because Cell has Piccolo's energy, he just regrows it right back. And so, Sixteen surmises the only way to stop you is to kill you. Dun, dun, dun. So, a battle ensues again. Uh, Cell actually starts to power up and has a bit of a power advantage actually knocking 16 on the ground. So he starts to charge 16. 16 turns around, points his hand at uh, Cell's incoming presence, says, Go, go, Gadget, Rocket Fist! And his, his fist fires off and uh, slams Cell like a toy. Um, this completely KT, KTFO's Cell. So 16 qu- quickly runs after his fist, puts it back on, takes Cell, body slams Cell into the ground, and then removes his fists once again. They kind of come off like it's sort of, you know, a... Uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Like an attachable kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so he holds, he holds his, his hands in his, uh, in his armpits like a boss. Screams, Hell's Flash! And fires into the hole. There's so much energy output from 16 that like the entire island is sort of bursting with energies. With holes shooting out from his, uh, from his blasts. So this, this clearly has to F up Cell quite a bit. Um, and um, 17 and 18 at this point are sure that Cell's for sure dead. Sixteen says, "No, don't be fooled. He's hurt. He's slowed down, but he's still alive. Run!" Mm. Seventeen says, "Ah, no. He, he, if he's still alive, you've weakened him. Now I'll finish him off. Come on, Cell. Where are you? Come out here and face me." Uh, Tien shows, uh, sees that Cell is actually right behind Seventeen, and you know, coming out of a bit of a hole, looking really scary. And he says, "Seventeen, run!" Seventeen says, "Oh hi, Tien," and then turns around and sees that Cell says, "You called," and absorbs him. He uh, enlarges his tail once again and swallows Seventeen whole, like a it, snake. It's actually really disgusting and creepy. Yeah. Sixteen says, "No," and tries to run to save Seventeen, but it's too late. And as Cell is laughing, Cell's like, you know, <laughs> and uh, Seventeen just swallows in that hole and you know is gone forever. So, uh, so Cell tries to uh, actually Cell starts to glow and change, and now that Seventeen is absorbed, he starts to transform into his next stage. And um, this stage of Cell is markedly different. He's a bit beefier and taller, or even bigger. He has uh, more human-looking. He has, he has like Android Seventeen's eyes. He has like those blue, cold-looking eyes. He still has no nose, but he has more. Sort of round, uh, fully fully rounded lips. Um, his head is a bit more uh, like a Batman esque in that, like he has sort of these like Batman sort of horns on the top of two sides of his head. Still has a big bulbous thing on on the top of his head, um, and his wings are gone temporarily, but he still has his tail. And he uh, has his uh, sort of bug uh, lizard looking feet are now boots. So at this point, sixteen says. Okay, and uh, runs and grabs 18's hands and says, We gotta get out of here. Run, run, run now! And he also TN, You, three eyes, run! So, um, but this this has no avail because 16 just shoots right in front of 16 uh, with his increased speed and blows him away. 16's still alive, but part of his, his face is blown off. But it's okay because he's a robot. So Yeah, uh, you're like robotic skull exposed. Yeah, like, like, oh, like the Terminator. 
So uh, at this point, Android 18 is all alone, and she's confronted by this newly formed semi-perfect cell, shall we call him. And she says, back, not another step further, or I'll kill myself by activating the self-destructive, uh, the self-destruct bomb in my own, uh, you know, in my own body that I know Dr. Zero put in me. You wouldn't want me to die, would you? Otherwise, you can't become your perfect form. So this is actually her trump card, which actually starts to work until Cell starts to talk to her using Android 17's voice. Like uh, Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like a T2. So, um... So, uh, Android 17 starts to speak through Cell, saying, No, 18, it's really awesome being inside Cell. The power, the unimaginable power. It's like nothing we ever dreamed of. Come, give yourself to Cell. We'll become the ultimate fighter and destroy Goku, just like Master Jiro said we would. And that's the tip-off. Cell's not a very good actor, and just using his voice won't trick her, because both 17 and 18 hated Dr. Jiro for making them cyborgs. So, um, so she says, F*** you. And, uh... Cell says, okay, I guess I'll just have to absorb you the old-fashioned way. You're doomed, my little pretty. Mwah-ha-ha-ha-ha. Huh, what? And uh, looks up in the sky. Because at this point, Tien's resolved, saying, you know, I'm sorry, Chao Tzu. I'm about to die. And um, is right in front of, right above, high in the sky, charging, charging ahead, uh, charging all of his energy. He sort of, you know, uh, put his fist in the familiar tri-beam uh, Kikoho uh, formation to give off that technique. So Cell takes one look and says, oh, it's just Tien. What do you want? Why are you here? Tien shouts, Shengikoho! Ha! And fires. And Cell just slams deep into the ground like, by a big uh, block of energy. At this point, uh, 18 is knocked back by this power. And um, Tien says, you two run right now! And uh, while Cell regains his bearings, he tries to fly towards Tien to kill him. Uh, Tien keeps on screaming, ha! And actually manages to, to beat back Cell by quite a bit. Um, so Tien's way more powerful than anybody thought. Uh, but back at the lookout, uh, Goku says, Oh no, Tien, you're using the Kikoho. Don't! Because everybody knows that that is the energy which uses life energy. And the more he uses that, you know, more than twice, he'll die. But the thing is, Tien's using this over and over and over again. So at any second, Tien will drop dead. You know, just wasting his life while Cell is uh, free to absorb the androids. What will Goku do? Dum dum dum. To be continued. <laughs> so the, that's my synopsis of those episodes. Uh, a lot more action oriented than before. Uh, so it's your turn, Jesse. What were you thinking about these? Whew, let's see. Let me pull up. It, it is a lot. <laughs> yeah, pull up my notes here. Let's see where I started. Okay, so uh, I loved Krillin's reaction to Goku arriving on the ship. Yes. Uh, he's like, yeah, Goku. Goku. Yeah, you know, Goku. He just wish he could just teleport here. I sure wish oh, he were hey, here. Goku. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it almost pokes fun at, you know, having to wait on Goku for so long. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they're, they're referencing themselves, you know, with that. Oh, I wish he could just teleport here, and he does. It's like, ah, that's a cool moment between the two friends. And he's so overjoyed that he plows him through the, <laughs> through the side that. of the ship. I love that. I love that moment. Yeah, this, this, that, was, that, was a, that was a very emotional set of episodes where, like, you know, he 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 shares he shares like an off-screen kiss with Chi-Chi, which is like unheard of. I don't think it's ever been done before or since. And uh, Krillin's so happy and overjoyed that he like hugs him right through the the the, the wall and like is crying. It's it's, it's nice to see. Uh, also, yeah, about the teleporting. Uh, Goku can apparently teleport multiple people. Oh yeah, yeah. As long as, as long as they're touching him or he's touching them, he can. Yes. Is it, I guess this is, this is the first time we see that. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, part of the dealio. Hmm. 
Okay, that'd be useful. I'm thinking about instances that could be used. Well, that's, yeah, that's actually like a major plot point later on, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah. As I was kind of you know, touching on, overall, these episodes do act, seem more emotional and more, well, more self-aware, or more, let's see, not self-aware, but more kind of aware of the tropes and going in another direction or showing more a lighter side of, to a lot of the characters, a more emotional side to the characters. I guess naturally that's going to happen when the stakes are raised as high as they are in here. But uh, I'm really, I'm really digging that approach, you know, and showing, you know, the the small amount of scenes, even something like Goku being so, so generally happy to see Piccolo. And he he looks like extremely happy, like, hey, hey, Kamatsuo, you know, like, uh, Piccolo, what's up? It's like, shut up, you're not, you're not that funny. It's good stuff. I, I, I like, the, I like to see with him and Vegeta that, like, that sort of one-on-one little bit where like, yeah, like, what do you want, Kakarot? Yeah, that that was nice and. Vegeta the entire time is being his douchey self saying like Kakarot, why are you showing me this way to get stronger? You know I'm just trying to kill you. And he says, you know, well we gotta, you know, give everything we got against Cell. He says, You're gonna regret this later. Ha 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 ha. So Vegeta's still Vegeta in this bit. Yeah, I like that uh Um Goku takes the threat of Cell very seriously. You know, he's not like, I'm gonna go fight him. He's like, No, I need I need to train beforehand. Uh, he's very he's very humble. He's very like, you know, okay, I am not the strongest person anymore. I fall behind, and the Super Saiyan doesn't really mean anything anymore, so I gotta get stronger. We all have to get stronger. Yeah. I, I, I like that he, gets, uh, go he takes Gohan. I'm sorry, but I, I like that he takes Gohan because, not not, not because it's a, it's a Saiyan only thing, but like, you know, ideally he's gonna try to have Gohan become a Super Saiyan or use, his, use the Saiyans to sort of like, you know, break forth, you know, what's never been done before, which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, it, it is kind of coincidental that both Goku and Vegeta decide, I'm gonna go past Super Saiyan around the same time. It's, co- it's coincidental, but it's, it's in a nice way because both of those guys love to get stronger. So it's yeah, it's, uh, it's not out of character for either of them naturally to say I'm going to get stronger than I could before. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, let's see what it's, uh, you know. You were saying the it's a, the saying only thing. I do like that the fate of the universe essentially, or the fate, at least the fate of the planet and most life on the planet, comes down to the leftovers and the remnants of a very violent and tyrannical race of warriors. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's pretty pretty unique and clever that the these people who are probably responsible for so much destruction uh, are going to have to save somebody you know especially Vegeta who's not particularly a good person you know so at this point Vegeta is very he's he's like almost every time he's in the scene reminding people I'm not a good guy really I'm not I'm just a bad guy yeah and it's nice to see you know the the two of the main characters with their children which we don't get a whole lot of. Yeah, at some point, like, uh, Goku, Gohan, Trunks, and Vegeta become, like, really, like, th- th- like this point in the series is a very, like, iconic foursome, where, uh, obviously they're, they're, you know, the Saiyans, but, like, they're, they're a nice set of characters, so, it's, it's kind of fun to see that. What, okay, uh, what did you think about, what did you think about the, uh, the onset of the 17 Piccolo fight? Uh, what was your, like, 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 when they first, before they moved to the other island, what did you think about that? Oh, well, I love how it started off, when you cut to... Piccolo, cross-legged, watching TV while everybody else is sleeping around. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sleepover at Kame House. Woohoo! I know, it's like a sleepover. <laughs> yeah, I love that, uh, you know, Piccolo is just completely... He's paying uh, attention. Yeah, completely paying attention, and he's com- and when they get there, he is completely intent on that he... I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna win this fight. And he assumes that they are going to attack him all at once. 
Yeah, that's right. He's like, he's like oh, 17, you're going to fight me alone? Excellent. <laughs> and yeah, and he says, like, oh, I may actually have a chance. It's like, so he's going into this fight assuming he's going to, you know, he could lose very well. For somebody who keeps claiming he's evil, that's a pretty self selfless act to do, you know, just to buy some time to avoid them getting, or just to, you know, for the greater good, essentially. Oh yeah, but he has. I mean, he has. I mean, at this point, Kami in him. So even if he wanted to, I don't think he could. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we neglected to mention that bit where uh, he tricks Cell into you know monologuing. He says actually owe that to Kami and his wisdom. So I think Kami is really helping him in, in these fights. Yeah. The yeah, his influence is is being felt. It's it. This is no longer Piccolo. You know. Yeah. This this is just what we wanted from that. Let's see. So yeah, I I like the beginning of the fight. I I mean, they go through what, what three islands. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I loved how it, it was very evenly matched for a while, and the you know the the physical combat. I was like, oh, that's this is this is pretty brutal, especially it especially shows just how awesome Piccolo has gotten. Uh, prior, because you know prior to this, Vegeta was getting handed to him by eighteen. You know these androids were the top threat, and now Piccolo is going toe to toe with him by himself. You know, no worries essentially. This 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 is sort of like my thoughts on the uh, the Piccolo Seventeen fight. At first, I thought it was kind of uh, I'm gonna use the, I'm gonna use the frame I'm gonna quote Family Guy and say it's a bit shallow and pedantic in that it was a bit like what we've seen before a lot in Dragon Ball Z. You know, I'm gonna you know go easy on you. I'm gonna show you my true power, that kind of stuff. Kind of like you know, the character's not really taking the fight seriously. But once I got to the other island, it was like balls out action. Oh yeah, it definitely. was it was like. Um, this is that's that actually some of the, the best like hand to hand fighting because it was very very like the the movements weren't it's like you kind of say a lot of times the movements weren't very predictable like you know I mean, they were punch each other but like it felt like these guys were really really in a fight you know it wasn't so much martial arts as much as they were just brawling and like you know they were like you know punch each other and, and the backs would expand and you know they would slam each other into the into the ground and Piccolo would just like pick them back up and do it again and like it was it was uh, it was like it was very, very well, uh, very well staged and very well uh, choreographed. Like that's, I think, I think that's, that's one of the best fights in Dragon Ball Z. That part about it, I, I didn't, I honestly didn't care for the first part because I, I just found it kind of slow and you know by the numbers. But th that second part before Cell arrives was really awesome. Um, I concur. What did you think about the fact that like he and Seventeen were so equal? Because uh, I, I gotta say, um, Piccolo was really awesome in how powerful he was against Cell. But the revelation that, like, you know, he's he's just about about equal to the androids. I, I'm not sure how, about, how I feel about that, to be honest. What about you? It is kind of uh, an odd structure here because you've got Piccolo, who is stronger than Cell. For a little bit. For a little bit. Not as strong as the androids, but Cell is stronger than the androids. Yeah, it's kind of like... like, like kinda well, like, Cell is noticeably, like, intimidates the androids. And I guess... I guess while they're fighting, he's you know off feeding on a town again. But that's exactly what he's doing. He he is. By the time he arrives, he is stronger than everybody. But like at the time. But yeah, at the time it's like, well, how, how much energy can just standard humans get? I mean, I guess he's you know decimating an entire town, you know, roughly. But well, he said, um, he said, how many how many people did you absorb? I think he said like you know at least a hundred thousand or something like that. There's a lot of people went in, went, went into up his. Yeah, house. I guess they do say he's had like days to do it. So yeah, I mean, I buy that. I buy that cell stronger. It was just surprising to me, like how bigged up Piccolo had been the entire time, only to really go, just go toe to toe with the androids and not and not just wipe out the androids in one shot. Now I think that like uh, his move at the end, which um, has a has a, a game name, um, that move he uses against Cell, the the Gekiretsu Kodan. I think because because Seventeen runs away from that, that probably would have killed them, 
kill kill the androids, but like for the most part, it's like you know, it's like I almost forget that the we've forgotten that the androids are such are such a an obstacle that like to me it's a bit. I'm I'm just not sure how, how I feel. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to become if it's complaining or I didn't like it, but like it's sort of like surprised, like you know, oh, as strong as Piccolo's gotten, he's only equal to seventeen. It does seem like it sh- he should. Every, it seems like everything else is pointing to him being stronger. And in this fight, as an example, it's like he's not okay, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to add up. I mean, it's like two plus two equals eight. No, not really. But I mean, it, 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 it's logical in that, like you know, don't forget about the androids. They really were powerful. I mean, it picks them up. But like, I mean, it it, it almost feels as though we shouldn't have them that 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 big of a of a of a of a influence or something. I mean, I'm not, maybe I'm just project, projecting this, but. Uh, it's always something where, like, you know, I see Piccolo putting up such a fight against 17, and I'm like, you know, huh, really? <laughs> but whatever, I'm not riding it. I like that uh, Chi-Chi's dedication to logic helps the team. Hey, Coolin, why don't you go fly a meter halfway? She's, she's the viewer and the reader. She's it's like, like, oh, yeah. He's like, if you guys spent more time studying... <laughs> you can, you can solve even that, even that, It doesn't seem like, you know, bitchy Chi-Chi. It just seems like... Hey, I'm helping. Hey, guys, here's an idea. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's she's contributing something. I love that. Well, she's not being like snobbish about it like like Bulma usually is. She's like she's like you know, you know it. it you can fly faster than a, than a plane. Go there right now. This is a big deal. And like Colonel's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta go. <laughs> and I also I also kind of liked uh, Roshi's like kind of yeah, like a little, little bit of like introspection and. Regret that he's not able to join the fight. And I was like, well, that that, that kind of means a lot, you know. I mean, this guy did train Goku and Krillin, so I'd like imagine he he'd want to be able to lend a hand if he's possible. Yeah, I love that scene. I, I, first of all, I love Tien. Really, like you know, like I, I don't care what happens, I gotta help because so many times we have we have the whole you know like uh, stay back, you're too weak to do anything, don't don't even show up kind of thing. And people even says that, and, and that, if that that's in Tien's character, Tien, like in Dragon Ball. Tien was like the piccolo of the group, and that like he was a heavy hitter who wasn't the strongest, but you know he had a lot of uh, he had a lot of uh, you know tenacity. Scene, yeah, t- uh, tenacity. You know, screen time. That's why in in the same fight, his death scene against Nappa was such a big deal. It's like you know, crap. If Tien gets taken down, you guys are boned. So like, I like the fact that like, he's he's like you know whatever happens, I gotta help. And then Master Roshi says, No, don't do it. Don't go. But you know. And then, then Master says, "You know, what am I talking about? If I was his age, I'd do the same thing." I mean, that was a really nice character scene. Um, yeah, I'd li- I would like to see more of Master Roshi. Like, you know, in his younger days, I think that would be a, a cool storyline to, you know, to, to kind of explore, or just more like more of his character in general. Dark, Dark but, he, but he's not being a creeper. Yeah, he's not. He's not being a pervert, which is like half the time. <laughs> um, there was some nice. There was some nice animation during the. Uh, like usually during the anim- like the scenes where sixteen was fighting Cell and the scenes where seventeen was fighting Piccolo. I'm not a big fan of that animation uh, team. I'm not sure. That, I don't know the names by heart, but like that kind of design. Uh, but there was some nice animation in that. Like uh, Piccolo throws seventeen to like a mountain and then shoots a blast at him, and like the shadows of the clouds like kind of circle in and then it kind of blows up. That was kind of kind of a nice effect. Oh used. yeah, I don't, that was that was pretty cool. That was unique. Really, yeah, that was that was a, that was a well thought out kind of thing. Um, but I, I thought that was I thought that fight was pretty good. I thought the sixteen and cell fight was okay. Um, oh, the seventeen and cell fight. Oh yeah, uh, the sixteen and cell fight with uh with um. Oh, I thought they said seven. I thought, yeah, I thought but, you said but I do I do realize that I, I actually kind of skipped over everything. What did you think about Piccolo's last stand? 
uh, I thought it was cool. I, I kind of, I felt bad. I was like, damn, you know, he, he went out already. Like, <laughs> already. I, I did like that. I liked Gohan's reaction to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, that's really touching. And I like Mr. Popo even saying, you know, your father's feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, you do, you, you would have to kind of put your, your, Goku knows, you know, put your feelings aside, keep Goku, uh, keep Gohan alive. Yeah, uh, I find it is... interesting that instead of everybody, you know, waiting for Goku to arrive or to, you know, waiting on Goku in general, it's Goku waiting on Vegeta. You know, come on, Vegeta, we need you to get done so you can go help everybody. Yeah. I was like, that's that's interesting kind of turn of on on the the typical. Yeah, that was that was a really good. Uh, that was another really good emotional scene. Um, and that's Goku not acting like Goku usually does. I mean, he's he has. He's acting like a father in that scene. Like, you know, he says, Gohan, I know you feel, but we can't do it. To the point where he's driven to actually, like, physically stop him. I mean, you could have screamed, oh, child abuse. But I think in terms of Dragon Ball Z, that actually makes sense for him to hit Gohan. Like, literally hit sense into him to, to not Yeah, he, he's not, like, he's not hurting him, you know? Right. He's just not, yeah, knocking some sense into him, literally, you know? Like, like it's a literal like, interpretation of a metaphor. Like if Gohan tried to fly away and Goku's like, you know, Goku gets right in front of him, he's like, no, s- sit down. We, we can't do anything. And, like... You don't see you don't see scenes from the Gohan, Goku like that all that much, but it's really nice to see. So like you know, there you go, guys who don't like him being a father. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but what what do you think about the fact that like uh, Cell seemingly killed Piccolo? <laughs> you said that you were kind of surprised that like I was kind of surprised. Well, it does seem like we'd seen that relatively recently, um, uh, and, and and it felt kind of not cheap, but it felt kind of premature with him just getting so powered up. I was like, oh yeah, mm, he's he's supposed to be, you know, the most powerful person they have right now, and he's getting knocked out already. Uh, like, I mean, killed already, you know? Right. Hole through the chest, killed. Like, yeah, it was a bit like, uh, kind of like sudden. It's like you know, wow. Like, uh, I, I I do like I love that scene. Um, I think the original dub had really nice music to it. Like, really, it was really really dramatic. I was like, oh crap. So like um, it was played. I like that shot where he actually punches Piccolo out, and like the, the for a second the camera stops and it's like kind of black and white. It's like boom, and like a Piccolo kind of. Just oh like, yeah, that was that was that was a nice touch. It's like you were really screwed now. <laughs> I mean, when it happened, I kind of had to squint my eyes. Hmm, wait a minute, is this gonna stick or are they gonna pull a fast one on me? Yeah, yeah. Well, yes and no. But uh, it looked, it was it was it was dark, man. Like like he just picks him up and just like kind of just callously just blasts him. Um, I think if Tien had any t- any moment to like you know do something, he probably could have done something there. But um, Tien does something later on. Like uh, um, before I get to Tien, because I have a lot to say about Tien. Do you have any thoughts on like because it's a very brief thing; it's not much to say. But like, what about anything about Android sixteen and you know him uh, being stronger as Cell? What do you think about that part? Uh, when he tells when he tells her to run. Um, this is after 18, he's absorbed 17. When he, says, when he tells 18, um, you know, by my calculations, I should, me and Cell should be equal. I, I like that, you know, to an extent because they have been building up 16. You know, he hasn't fought and he was supposed to be Dr. Giroux's, like, you know, the, his trump card to an extent. Right. So I, I kind of had a vibe like, well, you know, I, I'm wondering if, if Cell and 16 were... Two different approaches Jiro had to his ultimate weapon type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a, a, you know an, an android that is purely mechanical, no human part, and then this other. Like these are both two far-fetched ideas he had that, that kind of 
didn't come to fruition until after his death. Oh, that's a good point. Like, like, yeah, both both like sort of like his uh, greatest inventions, quote unquote, and they're kind of fighting each other. Um, and yeah, I, I got a I got a very strong like almost Frankenstein's monster vibe for him from him uh-huh. from the entire you know from his entire uh, I guess you know t- time on the show, especially in this episode when he's walking up to him and he it's it's almost like something a child would say. I enjoyed traveling with you. Yeah. Because somebody would be like, all right, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed knowing you, I enjoyed having, having time with you, but he kind of equates it in, in that way a child would express that, you know. Like, I, I enjoyed our ride to the store. I enjoyed traveling. It was like, that's, it makes him seem, it makes him seem very benevolent mm-hmm. because he is willing to, to sacrifice himself to, for them, mainly because he's the first one to point out that if Cell absorbs them, hey, the universe is going to be in danger. Right. So I thought that was a a pretty good character beat for somebody who didn't have a didn't have a whole lot beforehand. And yeah, as, him, as far as him being as strong, I just kind of I kind of took it in stride because yeah, he hadn't fought before. I and I kind of expected him to be a trump card to some extent. I did I didn't expect these two to to fight necessarily, but I think it's it's cool that it, it worked out. It's a fun matchup. Um yeah, I, I kind of, well, I won't say I enjoyed this more than the Piccolo fight, but this th- their fight was more unique, or it was just different because you hadn't seen him fight before. Yeah, it's like, you know, th- those kind of combatants you're not expecting. You're expecting one of the Z-Fighters to fight, but, like, Cell and one of the androids, like, that is, like, you know, 16 is pretty awesome. Yeah, and he did uh, he did hold his own for a good while. He did, like, uh... I, I loved his rocket punch. <laughs> that was really funny because, like, you know, he is totally mechanical. At one point, Cell tries to absorb him through the neck when he can't see. What? You're totally mechanical? Yeah, and I'll show you how. Like, you know, he does, later on, he does the uh, the rocket punch, which, that's really, really, like, comic booky and cartoony, but th- the way it was done was pretty awesome because it, it sucked the crap out of Cell. It's like, what? Oh, and I love that he ran up and caught it, like, before... That was awesome. Before <laughs> momentum ended, yeah. Like, I called him not being... I called Cell as soon as he started fighting. Cell's gonna try to absorb it, and it's not gonna work because he's not organic. Right. Oh yeah, I'm right. <laughs> Win for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree that like him running and catching it was awesome, and like uh, his Hell's Flash, which was that, that's a really cool move, cool looking move. Like him put him taking off his hands and like you know kind of holding him casually as he just blasts the crap out of you. That's actually really awesome. Um, so I like I mean I like sixteen as a character. Is it's interesting because um. He says, you know, Goku will have to wait. The time for me to fight has come. It's almost like, you know, he was sort of like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to fight Goku and kill him or whatever. But, you know, he was never really a bad guy. I mean, he was an opponent. He was an antagonist. But, like, he kind of realizes, you know, I, I know what I have to do. And it's illogical for me to do otherwise. And I got to stop Cell. I got to save the world, you know. Yeah, yeah. I like that he, he did say, um, yeah, as he's walking away, he's, uh, I, like, I, like, I like traveling with you. You didn't kill anybody. It's like... Yeah, he has programming he has to follow, but that, that, other than that, you know, other than wanting to kill the protagonist of our show, he's not a bad person. You know? <laughs> yeah, and it put the final line on, on who the androids are, because they are actually, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, Seventeen said, you know, tell me who Goku is or I'll kill you, but he said that before. At the end of the day, they really aren't bad people, you know. They're, they're, they're kind of dicks, but they're not evil, and Cell is clearly evil. Cell wiped out cities of people. The androids didn't do that. They just didn't even kill the people that they, that they robbed from, so... It's like, it's an, I mean, you're having a good guy versus bad guy kind of scenario, but it's done in a way which kind of feels more realistic in that, like, you know, the androids aren't hard and fast good guys like Piccolo and Vegeta, but at the same time, they're a bit more just kind of like, you know, a bit more grounded, a bit more personable. So, um... Now, uh, was the 16 fight after he absorbed 
That was after you were 17, right? No, that was before. It was right before. In fact, like, uh, it's... That's right. That's right. It's his... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because 17 is like, I'm going to join. I'm going to beat him. Yeah. Dumbass. 17 was an idiot in this. Like, like, how many times do you have to see Piccolo, who you struggled to fight against, get wiped out by this guy and put up a fight against, you know, 16 and says, oh, yeah, now I can beat him. Like, so damn stupid. He, he acted like a teenager would. Like a young child. Or like, like an immature child would. Which yeah. I think is idiotic, you know, from our side. It's like, you dummy. But, you know, it makes sense for his character. Okay, yeah, I, I gotcha. And the same, I think th- it does. the same thing with 18, because 18 is watching all of this. You're kind of, she's kind of fading, fading, boredom, like, oh, okay, they're fighting. But then, like, she's like, oh, 17's getting his ass kicked rather easily. I should probably, ru- nah, I probably shouldn't run. It's like, come on. Really? Yeah, like, I, that's what I, uh, you know, I thought they both re- behaved very, More very right. realistically, you know, for, for the angry teenagers. Mm-hmm. Even 16 as kind of like the older, you know, the, the guardian, you know, to them. Right, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a good like oscillation on 17's part, both apart from being scared of Cell. And, you know, 17 even admits, like, you know, that embarrassment he dealt me. <laughs> it's a good mission of being scared and then wanting to be, you know, have the bravado and, and you know, avenge the defeat you just suffered. Right. So it's kind of, it's multiple emotions that I imagine a teenager would have in that, you know, in that instance. It's Especially really nice when they're to, used to being the strongest person there is. It's really nice to see the characterization of these characters. Which, which that, that, that's a redundant sentence. But it's nice to see the characterization of the, like, these former bag, or these former antagonists. Um, what did you, so what did you think at the end with, uh, well, here's one thing. What did you think about Cell's second form? Uh, it was kind of reminiscent of Frieza. Uh, which makes makes sense, I guess, being part of Frieza's DNA. Uh, just kind of like the, the general uh, silhouette of him, the build. And kinda also, yeah. I didn't like his voice. Right. And to me, his voice sounded like somebody who didn't have a nose. It sounded like somebody who was kind of talking like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, it just didn't sound as intimidating. He didn't look as alien. Or as, yeah, I mean, as... He's a bit more humanoid, yeah. Yeah, he's more, you know, have more of a humanoid form. So it kind of took some of the uniqueness away, mm-hmm. I thought. I mean, it did look, I guess, more intimidating that he's bigger, he's bulkier, but I have much preferred his uh, his original form. Yeah. I, I did say, I, yeah, that, that whole, uh, the way he, I don't know why he decided to absorb 17 in the uh, the manner he did, but that was pretty nasty looking. It it did remind me of a snake eating its prey. It was, it and was, then it just absorbs directly into like his back, and it just disperses. I'm like, oh. Oh yeah, like like he needs to absorb the he needs to absorb the entrance like that. He doesn't he doesn't like kind of drain them like he does with the other people. Like he just eats them. Um, uh, before that, before he absorbs seventeen though, mm-hmm. he Hulk smashed the crap out of him, right into the ground. Like, oh yeah, I was like mm, puny android. <laughs> I was like, wow, and that, the look on his face too is just so great. Seventeen is just like. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah. You thought you were you were hot stuff, man, and you, you're not. Ah, seventeen was shown to be kind of like like the the preppy punk that he always was. Um, yeah, yeah. I, this isn't my um, this isn't my favorite cell design. This is not, this is my least favorite cell design. Um, that's not to say like you know I absolutely despise. It, I can't look at it, but it feels I don't know. He, I, he just looks that face to me looks really goofy. <laughs> And uh, when you see him fight, I guess other characters, he doesn't look—he doesn't look much better. I mean, like the original Cell 
but a lot, you know, it looks so different than like you know, even when he was opening his mouth, I I still liked it a lot. He looks really, I just, I mean, granted, the original cell is ugly looking, but he's sort of a fascinating kind of ugly, if that makes any sense. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's emerging of all these other characters, so I I don't want something like that, you know, to look attractive or look normal. It's like it's supposed to kind of set you off culture a little bit. I, I like that part mm-hmm. of it. But this one, like, uh, I mean, this was an amalgamation of his pr- previous form and his, his his next form. But like, I mean, I, I kind of like that he's a bit bigger. But I mean, I mean, I don't I don't like despise. This is like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, you know, I mean, I, in fact, in terms of like you know designs, I probably like the fr- Frieza's third form is probably my least favorite design. But I mean, this one to me is a step down in terms of uh, in terms of you know just appealing uh, villain designs. And again, I'm not I'm not trying to like you know overstate this. You know, I despise it. But like in terms of like you know from number one to number two, this one's a bit step down. It just it just looks kind of goofy to me. It, it really is like the face with like like the big blue eyes and like the lips and like the, the lack of a nose and like and the cod. Yeah, he looked he looked more less like a like a reptile or an insect, more like a fish. Kind of, yeah. which I don't find those as intimidating looking as a you know a reptile or an insect. I mean, he, yeah, he he looks he looks less intimidating. I mean, he, I guess he's like you know he's kind of a big brawler kind of guy, but those guys, yeah, they're they're bigger and they're and they're bulkier, but they don't inherently look scary. I guess. You know, they probably beat the crap out of you, which which he can, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I suppose it's sort of the point, but like you know, it's it's just not one of my favorite designs. I, I love. We're we're, we're going to get into it next time, but like I love the uh, the sleeker design of his next of his next. Form. I did like form. that. Yeah, he even mentions, you know, let's see what my new form can do. Like it's new to him also. These powers and abilities he has. Right, right. That's that's pretty cool. Like he, you know, he kind of. He's evolved, and he's like, okay, you know, I don't know what I'm, uh, what I'm, com- what I'm capable of yet. And I, I like the, I like the trick that he tried to pull with 18 by having uh, 17's voice come out of his mouth. That oh was, that yeah, was creepy. I wasn't expecting this. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. I guess he can kind of call up that persona if necessary. And I like that she sees through it. Yeah, yeah, I, I like her in this where where she's like, you know, like she, I knew I knew 17. Uh, we hated Zoro. This is totally out of character, man. <laughs> And he's like, all right. I mean, like, this, the move of using 17's voice feels like something that, like, the previous Cell would do. Because, like, that's the thing. This, these Cell transformations seem like, you know, kind of different people, almost. Different characters I, as opposed to one, like, through line? Yeah, I'm not sure that Frieza's different transformations feel like different people. But Cells almost definitely do. And, um, it's like, like, like Doctor Who is like a regeneration. But, like, yeah, like, this one... But like that, that move where he put, uses the other voice definitely felt like you know a, a, an imperfect cells moves as opposed to semi-perfect cells moves, um, and I like that. I like that like eighteen fine with Sarah says you know I'll kill myself rather than be absorbed by you. Um, how awesome was it at the end when Tien just came in and told Cell what was what? I did not expect that. I mean, I, I saw him him standing there doing nothing, and I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I guess he's gonna he's gonna signal everybody to come to. Uh, yeah, no, he, he did come in, uh, potentially at a very great cost, which I like because then it, it again, it does kind of show you how heroic this character is. But yeah, I mean, especially you gotta imagine Cell is just shocked at this. Like where, where does this display of power come from? I know. Like you gotta, you gotta figure, I mean, Tien's always been like, like one of the stronger human characters. Um, it's always up for fan debate whether he's stronger than Krillin or not. Um, stronger than Yacha for sure. Who's but, balder? <laughs> Battle of the Balds. But, um, to me it's like, you know, the guy trained with King Kai, he had three years to train, and Tien's a lot more serious with training with other characters. Um, uh, I mean, if you want to, you could probably use the Kaioken. Um, but like, 
again, uh, uh, just to just to reemphasize, the the Kikoho his uh, trademark move is a move where she can't use more than only a, only a very few few amount of times. That's why he died against Nappa. That's why he rarely uses it at all because it's like he uses it like you know two or three times he's done. Here he's using it over and over and over again, and it's working. It's not actually hurting Cell, but it's, it's keeping it's actually it's moving him in a way which Piccolo couldn't do it. And, yeah, and once again, eighteen does not. <laughs> God, for like, I know. Does oh. not take the hint. Oh, the fool. They got 16 still alive to, you know, move her ass. But, like, you know, I love this moment with Tien. I really, I really do. He, he's upped his, uh, his tri-beam. In the game, it's called Neo Tri-beam, but, like, it's like the Shed Kikoho, where he just uses it over and over again. In fact, in the games, when, when you use this move, you use it until your energy stops. And, you, and you, like, if you're in the air, you, you plummet to the ground. It's, it's really, it's really That's awesome. That's cool. You very nearly die. It's, it's just, like... An awesome trade-off. And I just like the fact that, like, in in this saga, the, the the human characters all have their moments. We didn't mention too much about like, Krillin's fight against Imperfect Cell, saving the woman and her child. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Krillin's Superman moment when he rescues the plane. Yeah. I, uh, I love that. Yeah. I um, I remember I was watching, and I was like, this is awesome. It's Yeah, Krillin gets his moment to shine, and he's holding his own fairly well against Cell for a, little, a good little bit. Hey, he, I love he uses his head. Yeah, he, he uses that chrome dome to like ran right into him, and it's like slow mo, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> causes some damage great. to him, and he rescues the people. You know, I like that too. That that was very very cool, and like because they usually don't get there in time, and like uh, I, I actually I actually liked it when like when Cell punches him through the plane, his head sticking out. He's like, now nah, to absorb you, like, oh, <laughs> better, better, I'll get you next time. That was that was fun. <laughs> It was very comic booky, but it was it was it was, a, it was it was still Krillin because you know when the woman thanks and he gets all bashful and shy. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, it's distracted while while Cell's disgusted that he's actually fighting his Krillin. That was fun, but like you know. Oh, Tien, and then Krillin's creepy uh, android dreams. We we more of that. We're like uh, Tien and uh, Chi Chi and Momorak, You know, with this device, we can destroy the androids forever. Destroy the androids, huh? And like you know, is he still dreaming of Android eighteen? <laughs> Uh, you're gonna love the next episode. <laughs> no. Uh, God knows what he was dreaming about before he was woken up by Piccolo. <laughs> but um, no. But I, I really, I, I, I think Toriyama here. I mean, granted, Yamcha's moment wasn't all that great, but he at least gave them uh, prevalent information, which which could help them. Yamcha had a moment <laughs> at the beginning when, like, you know, he says they absorb energy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the cost of his chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's like, uh, I don't. <laughs> I'm not joining that fight again. I'm just gonna go and look. I know, for God's sake. But um, but this 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 with Tien is like you know like I mean again it's probably not... the best of the ones we've seen. Although I did like I did really enjoy Krillin's. This is probably the most dramatic. This is like the most effective. Like he's he is holding Cell off. C- Cell, who's just absorbed Android Seventeen, and who was all, even more powerful than Pickle at that point. Tien's holding him back. Like like Tien is holding back the most powerful villain they fought yet. That's just awesome. That's that's awesome. That's 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 really cool. Like Tien, Tien Shin Han is doing what like you know, any none of the Z fighters could pull off at that moment. And like yeah, what, nobody like, has done before. He's not a Super Saiyan or 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 an Amekian. So that was just like to me that was like that was almost awe inspiring in, in how how cool it was. Just you know that like because you know the humans are always called weak because they're not Saiyans or whatever. But you know he's he's uh, I mean and he's he's very like you know you know oh Chasu I might die for this kind of thing. But like it's it's very heroic. In, in like you know, in every oh yeah, he even says, "Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Chachu. I may not make my keep my promise." Right. It's so, like, dang, dang, that sucks, man. I know. Like you know, will will Tien survive? Will he will he die and sell get away? What's going to happen? We'll find out next episode. 
So, uh, any any more notes on this sec- on this segment? Uh, let me skim over real quick. See if anything I missed. Oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> two more things regarding uh, Bomber and Roshi. So uh-huh. Bomber decides, you know, to fly out here and give them the the remote. Right. Who does she bring with her? Her infant son. Uh, oh, for God's sake. Uh. <laughs> like, she's literally like, flying, and I'm like, okay, it's Bummer. And it like, pans over, and I'm like, oh, gosh, she brought trunks with her. Uh, who knows? That's, that's going to bulb again. And I, I actually liked the scene prior that showed uh, Dr. Brie, uh, Mr. Dr. Briefs playing with his grandson. I was like, that, that's a pretty cool small little scene. It's, uh, it's kind of showing that you know, he, they, he, they are a family unit. Yeah, this, this is like this is the most like uh, normal the characters have been acting. <laughs> They're like real people. <laughs> what? So uh, that, that that was nice. I agree. I, I totally forgot about that. But um, I, <laughs> and uh, the uh, the only other thing is uh yeah before when Roshi calls Boma, oh no, I'm sorry. They use the phone to speak to. She's letting Trunks play the phone, and he calls. Roshi, he's like, let's call Roshi or Kun. They sound silly. See, I told you silly. And they're like, yeah, you know, Bomo, you, you need to hurry. She's like, yeah, I know. Trunks is getting upset. Roshi's line says, yes, but you know that's not really why we're in a hurry. <laughs> I read that as, damn it, woman, we have no time. <laughs> it's like Roshi's just like, no, no, that, that, no, that's not what we, what's important right now. Bomo's like the most oblivious character in this saga for some reason. I don't understand it. Yeah, Chi Chi's acting more normal than her. Yeah, she is. Like, 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 almost like, you know, like, you know, I don't know. I'll bring Trunks to, you know, see these characters who probably kill me in two seconds flat or less, less than that. Ah, uh, God. <laughs> this, this is like, I mean, I had thought that she was actually, like, like initially going to this, like, less irritating than she was in the Namek Saga. And she might only be because of the, she appears a bit less. But her personality. So, so every like, time you see her, it's like, ah. I know. It's, it's, well, it's like, it's, it's not like I hear her, but, like, like motherhood hasn't tempered her her personality <laughs> at all. Not even the slightest. Uh, well, I mean, look, look what she got it with. So, go go figure. Oh, we didn't talk about the uh, the time chamber, did we? Or at least discuss it. Oh no, uh, yeah, we didn't really. Um, I like what I saw that, that it was bigger that on the inside that, that it was a, a very like mystical looking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Yeah, that it was a juxtaposition with the sci-fi element of the show. They're having to take a more mystical approach to train. It's like that, that's yeah. pretty sweet. And I also like that we've not seen or heard from Vegeta or Trunks since they went in there. Yeah, there's no scenes of them training. It's building up that anticipation. Yeah. So you know when they appear again, in whatever form, it's going to be friggin' awesome. Oh, you're going to like it. <laughs> and that's even before... Yeah, Goku hasn't even went in there yet. It's like, oh man, this is so much, so much looking forward to. And they built up by saying, you know, like, a Go- oh, Goku, when you were a kid, you could barely stand a month in there. Now you want to train a whole year or something? Yeah, and Goku said, you know, you've been in there long enough. What are they, you know, what are they waiting on? Yeah. It's, 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 I, I love the, the time chamber. And it's, and it's really, I, it's a, it's a really fun place to fight in, in the, in the, uh, in the games. Um, and, and it's a fixed point. It comes back in the boot saga. But, um, this one is, uh, really, it's a really good idea. I mean, it's a bit of a, uh. Deus Ex Machina, if you, if you must, but it, it fits, kind of. <laughs> but it, it's also, has it been mentioned prior to the show? It's not been mentioned prior, but again, like kind of like Dr. Joe, in a way, because, you know, uh, there's, there's been an opportunity that Goku could have trained there as a kid, but there's no there's no sense to mention it, because there was no impending thing. I mean, ideally, they could have, you know, possibly trained for the Saiyans that way, but who's to know that they, they were even strong enough to withstand it at that point? So who knows? 
Well, I, yeah, I just know they mentioned, you know, he was only able to stand an hour in there, so I was like, okay, uh, I, I wonder if that's something from Dragon Ball. Not specifically, but, you know, there's there's still, it's not it's not a retcon that it, that it exists, so. No, oh, that's, that's cool. Works just about enough. Run 17 now! All too easy, Piccolo. Piccolo! That fiend! <laughs> I could absorb you, Piccolo. But I have all that I need of your being in my cell structure already. You are of no value to me anymore. You are just... refuse. Goodbye. We've lost him! Oh no! Piccolo! I can't take this huh? anymore! Gohan? Gohan, no! Wait! No! Let go! It's not fair! Let go of me! Uh, Piccolo needs me! Let go Gohan, of me! Gohan, listen! Go. You've got to listen it's to me! It's not fair! I know it's not fair, but we only have one chance to beat that monster, and we have to play to win! If we don't, Piccolo's sacrifice will be in vain. But it hurts, Dad! I know, son. I know. Vegeta, Trunks, come on! We're out of time. We can't keep this up much longer. That's pretty much all the notes that I have. So if you have me too, else. yeah, I just I just finished off the last few I had. So okay, so for next episode, oh, I'm looking for April for the month of May, lovely May, on the next dimension, Jesse and I shall cover Dragon Ball Z episodes seventy six through seventy eight, Dragon Ball original episodes one fifty one through one fifty eight, and manga chapters one seventy seven through one eighty six. Keep on the lookout for the website because these might change. Because I know I changed it up last month, so. I might be getting some of these numbers wrong, so uh, keep on the lookout for the Lipson page and the Facebook page. Uh, next episode, what's going to happen to Dian? Is he going to die? Um, will Cell absorb Android 18 rather disgustingly? Will Krillin kill 18? Or fantasize her rather disgustingly? <laughs> <laughs>
And what's going to happen to uh, Vegeta and Trunks? Will they emerge from the time machine? Or the, uh, the time machine. Uh, the, ti- <laughs> the time chamber? Um, spoilers, they will. But how will they look? Um, all this and more. Uh, so, any final thoughts before we wrap it up, Jesse? I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. Um, I'm waiting for Krillin versus Batman. <laughs> okay, yeah, for the, for the Screw Attack death match. Why not? Krillin can live quintillion times. <laughs> <laughs> Batman may kill him, but he'll have to kill him again. Yeah, that's true. The, the man who just won't die or stay dead. Um, it, it, I like even better Krillin versus Wonder Woman. <laughs> I see Wonder Woman tie him up and like he's kind of slamming around. And he just he would just blush the entire time. Oh, God. Uh, so if, if anybody's pissed off at Jesse and I for uh, liking the Screw Attack results, you know where to email at uh, in the uh, outro theme. So, until next time in the month of May, this is Jesse and Donovan signing out. Thank you for listening to The Next Dimension, a Dragon Ball Z podcast. You can find the show and leave feedback at dbznextdimension.libson.com or write in for emails at dbznextdimension at hotmail.com. If you like what we're doing, please send in feedback at iTunes or like us on Facebook. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, and Dragon Ball Kai are all owned by Funimation, Toy Animation, Fuji TV, and Akira Toriyama. Dragon Ball is created by Akira Toriyama. Next time on The Next Dimension, we will cover Beyond the Super Saiyan, The Evil Truce, and The Final Flash. See you soon. Hey, Chi-Chi, I'd like to take Gohan with me if that's okay with you. That's a joke. Right? Right? Huh? Well, what do you think I'll say, Goku? Yeah, go ahead. I can't stop you. But I want you to make sure Gohan gets as strong as possible. Okay? Sure. Now, if I let Gohan go and battle those androids with you, you have to promise to let him study when he gets back, alright? Hmm, interesting. Chi-Chi never lets Gohan put down the books. This must be some kind of a trick. I want you and Gohan to give it all you've got. Thanks, Chi-Chi. I could never deny you anything, you big lug. Goku, I don't know what I'd do without you. Hmm. That's sweet. Hey, 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 come here! Well, see ya. I'll miss you, Chi-Chi. I'll miss you, too. (laughs) He disappeared. How'd he do that? Come back soon.